Hello, and welcome to the James Sheets Podcast. This podcast features the sermons and preaching messages of James Sheets, who pastored throughout West Virginia for many years. If you like what you hear, please subscribe and leave a five-star review and share a memory of James with us. Let's listen as Pastor James Sheets begins his message. Who have been in the church or who are outside the church will have to acknowledge that we don't fully comprehend what God's Word really is. That's why we must continue to study it. But I would say to you, do not be overly concerned about the things you cannot understand. Just be concerned about the things you can understand. There's the basis of one's faith is reacting to and responding to what he does know. And let's leave alone those issues that are are foreign to us yet or are not clear to us yet. There are many things that, that we don't understand. There are more things in this Bible that I do not understand than I do understand, I'll guarantee you. But I understand one thing. Once I was lost, once I was on my way to hell, but Jesus Christ came to this earth and gave himself on the cross of Calvary, and because I yielded myself to him, I am now saved. And you can be as well have this assurance And this is the basis of our faith. The bottom line of our life is do we believe in Jesus Christ as being the Son of God who came to the world to die for sinners, who who arose from the grave and gave his life that you and that I might be saved? If we believe this, then we ought to react to that and not worry about reacting to things that we cannot yet comprehend. Now, Jesus responds to him, Nicodemus, you are a wise man, and you don't understand this. He said, if I told you about the wind, you wouldn't understand it either, where it comes from and where it goes, and this is an earthly thing. He said, if you cannot understand things about earth, how can you understand things that have arisen from heaven? Because nobody has ever yet come from heaven to earth Up to this point, did you realize in the Old Testament, the souls of the saints did not go to heaven when they died. They went to the Sheol, the place of uh, reserve for those who were righteous. And it was only at the resurrection of Jesus Christ that anybody ever went to heaven. Now we all go to heaven. And so Jesus is saying to Nicodemus, look, you can't understand things about the earth. How could you possibly understand something that came down out of heaven? I can't understand how Jesus saved my soul. I can't even understand why he did, let alone how he did. But I know that he did. I believe it in my heart that he did. And this is the the crucial point that Jesus points out to Nicodemus when he says in the 15th verse, If you will notice, whosoever believes in him has everlasting life. That's where it starts. You want to be saved? Believe in Jesus Christ and you will be saved. Look at verse 16 that we've all memorized. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever, and here's the crucial point, whosoever believes on him shall not perish 
but have everlasting life. It does not say he who comes to church, he who is baptized, he who comprehends God's word. It says he who believes in Jesus Christ will be saved. That's all it says. And it's real simple. We've got to take it on faith. Thomas said to the Lord, or rather said to the other disciples after the resurrection of the Lord, when they said to him, hey, he has, he's risen. And Thomas said, I'm not going to believe unless I can see for myself. I want to put my finger in the nail prints in his hands and thrust my hand into his side. And Jesus appeared, showed himself. But Jesus said something more important than, than just showing himself to, the, to Thomas. He said, blessed are you, Thomas, for you have seen and believed. But blessed are those who have never seen but yet believe you see we do not see Jesus face to face yet we did not have the privilege that Thomas had to look him in the face and see his hands but we can have the same salvation that Thomas had simply by believing accepting on faith what the Lord wants for us now go over to verse 36 of the same chapter Look what he says in verse 36. He who believes in the Son has everlasting life, and he who does not believe shall not see life, but the wrath of God abides on him. Eternal life comes to a person who believes. Without belief there is no eternal life. All right. Chapter four, uh, 5, verse 24. One more verse, and then we'll move over to the book of Acts for a moment. Look at verse 24 of chapter 5. By the way, if your King James sounds a little different than what I'm reading, I'm reading out of the New American Standard. It's almost identical, but it leaves out some of the Old English wording. So don't worry about it. It's the same word, same Bible. Verse 24 of chapter 5 says, Truly, truly, I say to you, he who hears my word and believes him who sent me has everlasting life and does not come into judgment, I think the King James is condemnation, but has passed out of death into life. What did it say? When have you passed out of death into life? When you have believed in Jesus Christ. You have heard his word and you have believed in him. Then you have everlasting life. All right, let's go over to the book of Acts, chapter 16. You want to go over to about the 22nd verse and follow. I'm not going to read except a couple of verses. I'm going to read verses 30 and 31, I think. But I want to discuss a little bit about what's in this chapter, chapter 16. Paul and Silas, <coughs> excuse me, are in prison. The jailer has taken them all the way back in the back of the dungeon. He put shackles on their feet. He locked the iron gate. And there's where they are. The jailer is sitting outside, keeping guard. In those days and times, if a prisoner escaped, the jailer paid that escape with his life. 
And so he was going to be there to be sure that no prisoners escaped. What were Paul and Silas doing? They were singing and they were praying. They weren't preaching. Sometimes we think that a person will only be saved by preaching. Well, this is one method of salvation, certainly. People can hear when, when somebody preaches and, and the word will lodge in the heart and they'll yield. But sometimes a person can be saved by singing or by praying. And those are lost arts sometimes in our thoughts of evangelism. You can sing somebody into the kingdom of God. You can pray them into the kingdom of God because that which comes forth from your mouth in singing or in praying can just as well lodge in the heart as the preaching. And this is all Paul and Silas were doing. And there was an earthquake. The jailer dozed off perhaps a little bit and he woke up and the gates were all open and the shackles had fallen off the prisoners. And he took out his sword and was ready to kill himself. And Paul cried out to him, Do yourself no harm, for we're all here. We haven't left. We're still in prison. They're free to go. And they did not leave. Verse 30. The jailer comes into the back of the prison. And he falls down on his knees before Paul. And Silas, and verse 30, and he brought them out, and he said, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? That is a basic question that you perhaps are asking, or need to ask, if you're not a Christian. What do you have to do to be saved? Simple question, is it not? Use this. When people want to know, well, what must I do to be saved? Then look at verse 31. And he said to them, what did he say? Believe in the Lord Jesus and you shall be saved, you and your house. Now let me make a comment or two here. First of all, Paul said only to the Philippian jailer, the same thing that is said to you and to me today, the way to be saved is to believe in Jesus Christ. You will be saved, and he says, and your house will as well. Now that does not mean that everybody's family comes along and is saved by, by your salvation or by my salvation, but it does mean, and most particularly when, when talking to a man, I do not believe I know a single family when the husband and the father is a Christian but what the wife and the children follow. You might think of a few examples. The reverse is not the case. There are many women who are saved whose husbands are not. But there is almost never a wife who is lost when her husband is saved or children who are lost when the father is saved because of the tremendous influence that the head of the household should have and does have over his family. I can say to you firmly, a man who will believe in Jesus Christ, we will discover a family who believes in Jesus Christ. 
you want your family to be saved, you're going to have to be saved yourself first. This is paramount. An important influence. And we spoke a little more of that last week. All right. One more stop over in the book of Romans, the very next book. The 10th chapter. We need to start with the first verse to get a, a, the attitude that Paul had for the lost, which, brethren, is the same attitude that you and I must have if we're going to win the lost. Now look what Paul said. Brethren, my heart's desire and my prayer to God for them is for their salvation. We must be concerned about those who are lost. Now he goes on in verse 2 and says, And I bear them witness that they have a zeal for God, but not in accordance with knowledge. There are many people who have a desire to be saved. But they want to do it on their own terms. They don't want to follow what the Lord has laid down. They know that the scripture says the way to God is through belief in Jesus Christ. Listen, you can believe in God all you want. But unless you accept his son, you're doomed for hell. Hell will be full of God-believing people. But it will be void of Christ-accepting people. For those who accept Christ are obedient to God's plan. And it is through faith in Jesus Christ that people are saved. Now, the whole question, what must I do to be saved? Look at verse 9 and 10. I want to read them together. Then we'll go back and comment. That if you confess with your mouth Jesus as Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. For with the heart man believes resulting in righteousness and with the mouth he confesses resulting in salvation now let's look at what that says two things you must do to be saved uh, first of all as we have spoken already is believe in your heart and then secondly confess with your mouth I had a man say to me one time after he came forward in church service and acknowledged his faith in Christ, after the service was over, he said, I want you to know I've been a Christian for many, many years. I just never did tell anybody. And I said to him, brother, you never were a Christian. Amen. The Lord will not accept you unless you confess with your mouth. Amen. If thou wilt confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus, you will be saved. You can believe in him with your mind all you want. But when you put your heart in here, you're going to say what's on your mind and in your heart. And you're going to confess him as Lord and Savior. And most of us who are Christian have not done that enough. Look at verse 13. For whosoever will call upon the name of the Lord 
what will be saved. Put your mouth in gear and say to the Lord, I want your salvation. I want your forgiveness. And I receive you as my Lord. Then confess him. It's not here in the book of Romans, but we certainly have it. The indication that the Lord says, if you confess me before men, you will I confess before my Father which is in heaven. If you deny me before men, I will deny you before my Father in heaven. Unless we are willing to confess him before men, there is no way that we can have salvation. All right, verse 17 then to conclude. This is a very important verse. I hope you have marked some of these as we've gone through. Verse 17, So faith comes from hearing and hearing by the word of Christ. All that any preacher or any Sunday school teacher or any other person can do as we go out to witness for Jesus Christ is simply present the word. It's up to the person to respond. It's up to the Holy Spirit to deal with the heart. Do you believe in God? But that's not enough. Have you received His Son who came to die on the cross of Calvary? Have you repented of your sins? If you will believe in your heart and confess Him, you'll be saved. Shall we pray? Thank you for listening to today's message. If you like what you hear, hit the subscribe button. You'll receive automatic notifications and downloads when a new message is added to the podcast. Also, please leave a five-star review and take the opportunity to share stories, memories, and appreciation for James Sheets and how God used him to impact your life. If you'd like to know why and how this podcast got started, check out our first episode. Lastly, if you want to donate to help offset the cost of operating this podcast, you'll find a link to our PayPal account in the podcast description and email us at james.com sheets.podcast at gmail.com. Thank you for listening and remember to trust in God for today and for all of your tomorrows.